Okay, I'm just going to start. All right. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Cafecito podcast. I am so excited today because I actually have my very first guest. We have Anna here. So I'm excited, you guys, because we have a big topic, I think, to talk about. We're going to be talking a lot about feminine energy, masculine energy, which actually my previous episodes that I've ever brought up the subject, they do really, really good for some reason. Um, honestly, when I first started learning about it, I felt like a lot of it made sense. And I think, honestly, the first time that I ever heard about this topic was... Um, it was actually from a friend. She had actually posted her like monthly schedule and something like that I was curious about because I'm nosy. So when I looked at her monthly schedule, I like looked at it and it said like around her time of like her period. It, this is weird, but like around her period, like she'll have everything like super specific, like very like relaxed, like she's not doing anything super heavy because she's like, that's just her time where it's like literally like she's relaxing and i'm like i asked her i'm like why do you do that she's like girl because that's like when you're in your highest like feminine energy like you're supposed to like relax take care of yourself or whatever so i thought that was like super interesting but i also like that like you can apply both those energies to i guess more of like on a mindset level you know what i mean mm -hmm. so yeah you guys i'm so excited to bring anna here and i know that she's gonna give you guys so much value and a lot of cool things to like really think about and like implement in your life so i'm gonna let her take the floor um that way she can go ahead and get started and yeah whenever you're ready anna you can go ahead okay well hi everyone it's my second podcast so i'm a little bit nervous but if you guys haven't seen me before i really really love to talk about mindset changes and it's something that and it's a forever thing but i've made enough progress in my life to really feel confident about the topics that I talk about and the perspectives that I'm going to bring to you guys. I know I'm so excited because I feel like I was actually telling her that whenever I listen to her like speak on her stories I'm like it's she just explains everything so good that it's like easy for you to relate to and understand but I think I also relate to you a lot because I know when we talked on the phone um, this mm -hmm. last week you had said that you were the oldest in your family and I feel like I'm the exact same way so I think in that way like I relate to you and like what you say so maybe that's why it's a lot more easier for me to understand because I grew up being the oldest as well so I feel like a lot of the things that you mentioned sometimes I'm like damn like I relate to that because I felt like in my like even though that like my mom was like super involved and it's whatever mm -hmm. but I know that like I also felt like I had to kind of take charge a lot of the times like I also felt like I had a big motherly instinct in, in a way mm -hmm. like at a super young age because I always felt like I was um like responsible for them in a way not in a bad way but more in like I feel like I had to adapt to that like early on you know what I mean so yeah yeah I don't know I had to share that because I was like I know that that's one of the reasons why I relate to you so much I think that stems from us being the oldest and feeling like their happiness is our responsibility because we want to see them happy. So we see that we impact their level of happiness by the way they smile at us, that we start taking charge of like, okay, I need to do this to make them happy. And that's where like the people pleasing part starts. That's what I was going to ask. Do you think that that has like, because um, like, I mean, in like my sense and like my mindset, like growing up to me, like it wasn't anything like, how do you say it? Like salia de me like it wasn't like i had to work extra hard or whatever like i just genuinely like i wanted to take care of them but do you think in a way like because it, that kind of started like super young like you i don't know like now in your adulthood like you see those characteristics that you had to develop super young like i don't know like do they affect you like negatively positively okay. do you know what i mean okay. so this is a, this is like the interesting part 
Uh-huh. At a very young age, you're already developing your gifts and your personality, right? Mm-hmm. And because you still don't know how to set boundaries, you overgive. So I'm mm-hmm. also a very like responsible person out of nature. But if you don't know how to put those boundaries, then you take even more and more and more responsibilities. And it starts to become kind of like part of your identity. And then it becomes a burden instead of you okay. recognizing that that's a gift that you had. But it was exploited. So now you feel like it's a disadvantage. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So it's kind of like, like, in a way that like, yeah, like people were taking advantage of like, you know, your good qualities and personality traits. Oh my god, that's crazy. Okay, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, and that's that's something that, that, you know, I've been kind of discovering now. It's like, hey, Mm -hmm. it's not that I'm a people pleaser entirely. It's just that I really take pleasure of seeing others happy. But now let me find that boundary so that I don't give myself too much, but I also give enough that keeps me fulfilled. Yeah. Okay. So actually, now that you brought up boundary, so I feel like too, like right now, that's kind of like where I am in my life. Like I'm really learning how to like set boundaries with people, like with people and like not letting people walk all over me because I feel like for a long time. um, And actually, I just talked about this in my last episode, but I feel like for a long time, like I would kind of like. Um, I had no standard for like the people that I had in my life, like my friends or whatever, you know, I would just hang around with whoever, you know. Um, But I feel like now that like in the for sure in like the last year, I've definitely have been more like strict on like who I decide to like surround myself with. Um, But I don't know, I feel like I find it almost like you kind of feel guilty for setting that boundary. And I've noticed that about myself. And I'm like, I feel like I'm letting people down because I'm setting a boundary. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. It's, it's kind of like it's weird, but I feel like that guilt comes from parent parent parentifying yourself, like parenting okay. yourself. So you know, I, I have a daughter; she's four, mm-hmm. and I notice that when I set those boundaries with her, like "Gami, don't do that," and then I'm like, "It's not a big deal," and then I feel guilty because I stopped her. But then I remember it's because it's for discipline; it's for her greater good. So mm-hmm. that guilt that you're feeling, it's kind of like mm-hmm. your inner child being a little bit reprimanded of saying, hey, honey, like you're not supposed to do that. And it's like you're parentifying yourself, you're disciplining yourself, but your inner mm-hmm. child, it's still like a little bit like not hurt, but just like, like, is that OK or it's not? Yeah. And that adult part in you. Think about yourself as two people in your mind. You have your inner okay. child that you're educating and mm-hmm. your higher self educating that little kid. That higher self needs to comfort your inner self of like, hey, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. They also have to learn how to value you because now you know what your value is. So you should feel happy and proud of it. It's kind of like sometimes it's not that you feel guilty. You don't know how to feel about it. Okay. Okay. So you put the guilt in it. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. That's crazy too, because in the last episode too, I talked about how for me, like what helps me is like sometimes when like I'm in those situations, for example, where I know that like I have to be stern with like certain people or like set a boundary. I'll look at like a say like a baby picture or whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I would never let like of me, I would never let anybody walk all over her. You know what I mean? So I feel like in a way I'm like comforting like my inner self. So it's crazy that you also say it that way because it's like, it's true. You have your your higher self and like your inner I guess your inner child because that's like the person that like you're comforting most of the time exactly Mm -hmm. so it's just about that constant constant and repetitive repetitive 
level of level compassion of where you have to be like, oh, it's okay. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen when a little kid does something and they don't know how to feel about it and you rush and you're like, hey, it's okay. Don't worry. You don't have to cry. Yes. It's okay. Things will work out. Mm-hmm. You seriously have to tell yourself that constantly. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to get to that level of treating yourself with that love, mm-hmm. it's just like flows. And that's where your feminine energy just comes in and like lets things happen. Without having to control how that other person feels because you don't know how to handle your own guilt, mm-hmm. you have to just let it flow and let and, and like really have faith mm-hmm. that things are going to work out. Okay, so let's actually get into that. What is the like the big difference between like feminine energy and masculine energy? I feel like okay. I kind of understand the concept, but I'm like, sometimes I get confused. Like, am I acting in my masculine energy right now or in my feminine energy? <laughs> so there's... There's two. There's your masculine energy and your feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Everyone has both. In a relationship, the woman is kind of more on the feminine side and the male is more on the masculine side. And I feel like that's where it gets a little confusing, where you add a gender to the energy when the energy is genderless. It's more about what happens within it. Okay. 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 So your masculine. So it has nothing to. Sorry, it has nothing to do with you being a man or a woman. Like every single nope. individual has these two traits. Okay. I like how you said that because I feel like a lot of people, when they think of feminine energy, they think like oh girly or mm-hmm. even with men, like they they totally go to like oh like whatever like being a girl or whatever. But it's like that's not what it is. It's just that like you have those two parts in you. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You have to have a balance. balance. So Mm -hmm. everything is about balance. It's kind of like the yin and yang in the um, Asian culture. Mm -hmm. The feminine and masculine energy is a yin and yang. And it's nice because it's black and white, right? It's like very, very opposite to each other, but you still need them. So your masculine energy is about giving yourself structure and discipline. Everything that makes things happen. Planning, planning giving yourself structure your daily planner what else working actually working all of that is your masculine okay Uh, does that does that make sense no yeah yeah because i feel like that's definitely more like um like i get why you need like a balance you know because you need that part of yourself that's going to be there to discipline you but then also that part of yourself that's going to be there to like like kind of take care of you or like make sure you're taking care of yourself and stuff like that so yeah no that makes sense a lot of sense okay so how do you think that like i mean how do you okay so let's just say like what do you how do you think that this affects i guess your day-to-day life like my nine to five is where i'm in my masculine okay my five to whenever i go to sleep Mm -hmm. that's mostly when i'm in my feminine energy i just don't worry about anything because everything that I have to worry about I already took care on the first half of my day okay so you okay like start thinking about when I'm actually working working and and like coming up with structure and discipline that's me and my masculine me following that structure is me being in my feminine I'm not thinking I'm just doing it okay so okay let me ask you this so how do you feel like for example like me Right now, I'm currently not working a nine to five, but I actually Uh just recently like accepted a job offer. So I am going to be going back into that same mindset that I was in before, which I actually miss it. But um, it's going to be more of like an eight to four. So how would you say like, how do you learn to like balance? Because like, for example, for someone like me, like talking personally, I 
like as a content creator like that's technically like my part-time job so like before i used to feel like nine to five okay yeah like here i'm giving all of my time to build this person's business like this is what i'm doing but then like when i go home i'm like okay well now i also need to be in i guess my masculine energy because i want to do it for myself or is that considered like my feminine energy like that's what i need to like i guess access well, the most this is this is Worth, worth it can get a little confusing i have a nine to okay. five too mm-hmm. i was working for myself for about two years i decided to split up from my relationship so it pushed me to get a job when you guys are working for other people it doesn't necessarily mean that you're making other people rich is that you're giving yourself that income in order for you to focus on your business so if you are in a job that is taking too much of your energy too much of your masculine energy, um, and that is you're a manager or you're constantly overseeing projects. When you get home, you're depleted. Mm-hmm. So you want to get a job that is going to pretty much, someone is going to be managing you, telling you telling you what to do, and you're just going to be doing it. Because that means that you're going to be in your feminine energy. You're not thinking of how to structure the job. You're not thinking of how to finish the job. There's already set rules for you to follow and you do it so you're able to go on autopilot during your job Mm -hmm. so when you get home that's when you're able to okay let me get an hour two hours of planning Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do for my business that's going to be your masculine energy that's you giving yourself the structure you can do this once a week because that's how I'm starting to do it once a week in my business I give myself that masculine energy of giving myself the structure so that for the next five days I just follow what I have to do and I don't question it I just follow it because if you're constantly planning and analyzing how to improve things that means that you're still stuck in your masculine energy within your business yeah girl that's crazy that you say that because that's like literally me I feel like 24 fucking 7 i'm like over here pensando i'm like okay what could i be doing right now that could be like making me like 10 percent better like i feel like my no. mind is just always on grind mode always always like even i have trouble sleeping like not gonna lie like shutting down at night is so hard for me sometimes because i'm mm-hmm. like i feel like i'm always like did i do enough today like was there like enough things that i did like did i check off a lot of things off my plate like i've always find it so hard to like sit there and relax like even sitting down and like watching tv i'm like not even actually watching tv i'm like on my laptop or on my phone doing something like how do you learn i guess like okay so are these two energies like something that you tap into or do you think it's like a mode that we're always in we're always in either one or the other so this is gonna touch a little into finding your security and i like to talk about the chakras so you have your root chakra your root chakra is the root that gives you stability Okay. In what in the position that you are, safety and security, all of your basic okay. needs are met. Okay. Right. Everything outside what your basic needs are, if you define them, are extra. Okay. When you set that line of as long as I have my house, as long as I have a thousand dollars in the bank, as long as my bills are paid, I'm safe and secure in the environment that I'm in. Okay. Then that lets you get into your sacral chakra. Your sacred mm-hmm. chakra is where you start to learn how to balance your feminine and your masculine energies. Because in order for okay. you to get into the feminine creative side, you have to feel safe and secure so that your masculine can kind of like lower down and that mm-hmm. your feminine can start picking up. Because remember okay. that your feminine energy comes out when you feel safe and secure. 
Okay. So it kind of like if you're constantly working for me that I'm a workaholic, I have to keep reminding myself I'm working because I love to work, not because I need the money that comes with it. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so dude, I don't know, you're literally blowing my mind right now because that is so crazy because I do have I'm always in that mindset. Like I do feel like constantly I'm like feeling like I have to work. Like I don't do it. I mean, I do do it because I love it, but I more feel like I have to do it. But also, I think because my mom was always working when I was mm-hmm. younger, dude, my mom was like she was always a grinder. Like she's a hustler. Like that's just who she is. So mm-hmm. I think me watching her like work so hard cuz she was a single mom. So she was just her and then my two siblings. And she had to pretty much like provide for us. So I always think that like that's where I get that from and it stems from. But it's crazy because I feel like sometimes I don't like girl, I feel like this is a therapy session for me right now. Sorry. I'm Go trying to it. be like informative. <laughs> no, no, no. But sometimes I feel like, for example, like like I'm like I'm in a very secure like relationship. You know, mm-hmm. like my husband, he's hardworking, like everything's good. Mm-hmm. It's just I always feel like damn, like I have to be like working, like grinding and all the time. But mm-hmm. I always feel like it stems from like one, being the oldest, like with my mom and like having to be there like when she's not there. But then also watching like how hard she worked, you know? So yeah. it's always hard for me to like switch that on and off. I don't know. It's crazy, but you just made me think of that right now. Think about it. Think about it. For for working for a lot, working is, a not lot that. is not that. Mm-hmm. The reason behind why you're working a lot is so if you are in a situation where you're an autopilot and you're just working, 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 are you working because you don't feel stable with what you have? Mm-hmm. And that's why at night you can shut it off because you're still worried that you're not doing enough. And there's also self-worth tied into that. But just let's, let's just focus on like the, the reason behind why you're working. For me, when I shifted that reason from saying, oh my God, like I'm living at my suegra's and I'm not even with my with my boyfriend anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm like constantly worried, worried. I had to sh- learn how to slow down and how to say, hey, mm-hmm. yeah, the situation that I'm in, I'm in is not ideal. And I'm working super hard and extra because right now the reason why I'm doing that is because I need to get an apartment for my daughter and I. Right mm-hmm. now that I have my apartment, it was a little hard to turn off that workaholic. And I had to sit back and mm-hmm. say, wait a second. I like to work. I love to work. But what is the reason why I'm working behind it now? I have the apartment. Mm-hmm. And now it's because I love it. So let me learn okay. how to slow down. And let me let me learn more about myself by mm-hmm. being more creative with other things in the kitchen. And it takes a lot of energy for you to transition. It's really difficult. But it's also mm-hmm. habit forming. And it's also neurological of you switching that mindset and that repetition. And again, reparenting yourself and saying, hey, hey, you already worked all day. There's no need for you to work all day. Let's go now focus on our creative side. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Because I think too, like for me also, like I always talk about habits. Like for me, habits are huge because i mm-hmm. i re- i like to read a lot and a lot of them like I, everything that i find in common in these books is like the habits that people build you know it's like whether mm-hmm. it's the way that you're thinking or the things that you physically do every single day and okay so kind of not to really switch the subject but i did actually want to talk about this because i've been seeing on your stories that you've been doing kind of like a little challenge with yourself and like incorporating um like new habits can you talk yeah. like touch a little bit on that because i've been loving watching your stories on that Okay, okay, so when you're changing or when you're doing a habit, there is a science behind it and there's strategies behind it. 
I know that a lot of people focus on the three things. I think it's like the trigger, the actual process, and then the reward. But for me, it goes deeper. It goes more into the belief of why I'm going to get that habit. Because if my belief is not strong enough, then I'm Mm -hmm. not even going to care about the trigger or the reward. (laughs) That's just me. And it's very important that you discover what really motivates you so that you take energy from that. So I've been doing six-month level ups for the past three years. And every time it's the same process, every time it's difficult. So what I started doing was breaking down, adapting one habit into weeks. So week one, it's like, I know that I have, if I want to wake up at 5 a.m., I know that I have to wake up, go to sleep at 9. So for one week, I'm going to work very hard just to get to sleep at 9. Okay. And wake up at 5, right? I'm not going to set up a whole routine for what happens after I wake up at 5 a.m. My goal is just to wake up at 5 a.m. Mm, okay. baby, so for steps, one, baby steps yeah so for mm-hmm. one week i wake up at 5 a.m the second week i'm gonna add half of a routine so if i wake up at 5 a.m i want to read 15 minutes i want to be um on the treadmill for another 15 minutes and as long as i hit those that's perfect okay then the following Dang, week okay. I'm gonna, you get me it's because yeah think about it like this i like to think about the brain as a computer mm-hmm. when you start um Putting too many programs into the computer, what happens? It shuts it down. mess up, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then you're like, damn, I have to start from scratch again. So you have mm-hmm. to uninstall the programs and then f- install them again one by one to see which one works and which one doesn't. Mm-hmm. So when you're trying to change your habits or adapt the habit overnight, you're overloading your brain and now you're battling the chemistry behind your brain. And you don't have to. You mm-hmm. have to just slowly work with your own brain to get to that final process okay I've actually never thought about it that way and I like how you explained it because it's like instead of thinking like for example like that whole scene right now of like romanticizing your life and stuff like that which I love I actually personally think that that's like we need that um but I love the way that you said that like that's actually a very good tip because most of the time when people are wanting to like incorporate healthier habits or like really change their life they think that like by the next week, like you have to have your entire routine shifted. No. And that's like, that's not true. Like start little by little, start by like how you said, start waking up first and not worry about what comes after that. Like just worry about that one step and then later incorporate that. So do you work for six months basically on like, for example, like how you said, waking up at 5 a.m. You use those six months to develop that habit and then move on to a new habit. Or do you kind of do like increments in the six months so for example right now i'm at a place where i'm like hey i want to focus more on my physical appearance and how i physically show up to places my car my attire and all that so for the next six months that's what i'm going to focus on so the first month right now is i want to focus on having a like a constant consistent routine at the gym So my week one was just go to the gym 45 minutes. Even if I'm just standing at the fucking door, I'm going to be there for 45 minutes because I'm going to show my brain we're going to be here 45 Mm -hmm. minutes. Mm -hmm. And then the next week, I'm going to be like, okay, it's going to be easier to show up. So now I'm going to force myself to be 45 minutes on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say a a 12, 3, 30. I'm going to force myself to a 3. No, because I don't know if my brain and my body are going to like that. But I know that Mm -hmm. they're going to handle being 45 minutes straight on the treadmill. 
Now the third week, now I'm going to add, okay, now I'm going to be in the treadmill 45 minutes at a 12 incline for at least 15 minutes. So you build that, that like strength mm-hmm. to meet mm-hmm. those goals. So by the end of the first month, I'm already doing a 12-3-30 or a 12-3-45 because I okay. worked up to it. Don't do things like, como dicen de fregadazo, because you're not gonna uh-huh. you're not gonna keep up with it, and yeah, you're gonna it, what's gonna happen? You're gonna fail yourself. Your self esteem is gonna go down, and you're gonna be like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that because I don't have confidence that I'm gonna be able to do it. Yeah, and I feel like it's also too like you almost kind of like shock your body, like you're like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? Yeah. So, okay, I was actually gonna ask too because, um, I oh my god, it's my phone right now. Give me a second. <laughs> I hate when this happens to me. Hold on. I was That's actually, okay. I was going to ask something about, um, hey, shoot. What was I going to ask? Oh my God. Okay. Whatever. It'll come back to me. But okay. So anyway, so when you're going into building like those habits, are you okay? Because I feel like a lot of people underestimate like how much your mind and body are connected. That's actually what I was going to talk about. The mind and body. Because I actually read something the other day that talks about how the way, you know how people practice like affirmations and the way that you speak to yourself. Like, uh-huh. and when we're, especially as women, I know that we constantly like tear ourselves down and like we're super, super hard on ourselves. But our brain does not understand the difference. Say, like, for example, if you're constantly saying like, oh my God, like I'm overweight, like I need to lose weight and this and that, like, I guess what I want to ask is like, how do you, do you have any advice on how you can separate? Because I know that like your body doesn't understand the difference between what you're telling it. So what you're telling it is what it starts to believe because again, your brain can't distinguish like, are you lying? Are you not lying? So how do you kind of like separate, like, I guess being hard on yourself and like being disciplined. So like, for example, like if you're not happy with your body, so you're always tearing yourself down. But, like, obviously, you want to be positive and be like, oh, you know, I'm beautiful. I feel good, whatever. But then also, like, there's a part of you, like, knows that you need the discipline to, like, get yourself to the gym and start working out and stuff like that. Like, how do you kind of, like, does that make sense? Like, how do you separate that? Okay. Okay. Oh, my God, you guys, I have so much information on this. I don't know where to start. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, First of all, I'm going to reiterate the importance of having stability and security within yourself. Okay. If you don't have that strong foundation, then nothing else is going to last. Okay. When your root chakra or when you're not safe and secure within yourself, your brain is going to be in survival mode and it's going to pull all the past things that have been told about you mm-hmm. to keep you small. Not okay. because it does not because your brain doesn't love you, but because your brain loves you too much and it wants to keep you alive. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna start remembering things that your mom told you, things that people in the past have told you, but now it's gonna come from a place of this is what we are. Mm-hmm. And I refer to me as a we because I I believe yeah. that you know my inner child, my higher self, my current self, my ego, my shadow. There's a lot. So mm-hmm. everyone is multidimensional. When that happens, I'm going to get scientific here. It's okay. I like science. (laughs) There's a part of your brain that is called the reticular activating system. And it's in one, it's in the reality shift book that I have. Have you heard about it? I have, I have, I have, but keep going. I'm excited. (laughs) Okay. The RAS sees 
it's connected to your five senses. And it receives all of the information, everything that is seen, everything that is touching you, everything that you're tasting, your RAS receives it and it processes it. And then it sends different signals to different parts of your brain to trigger a response. So if your belief is, I'm not consistent with the stuff I do, even if you've been doing a little bit toward that goal or that habit every single day, your RAS is going to say, hey, our belief is that we're not consistent. So let me point out all the instances where you have not been consistent. And we're going to ignore every part where you have been consistent. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's like, yeah, like your your brain is like hyper focused on if you that's what you tell yourself, that's what you're going to be hyper focused on. And that's Dang. why it's important. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. That's so true, though, because I feel like me, like I'm super, super fucking hard on myself. I hate it, actually. Uh Like, I hate it. I'm like, dude, sometimes I'm like, I'm so mean. Like, I would never be that hard on somebody else. Like, we're human, whatever. But it's like for myself, like I'm always like so mad at myself for not being consistent. But so it's then I start focusing. I'm like, damn, I could be more consistent in this, more consistent in that. But like, I'm actually getting better at it because I've noticed that now I try to focus on like, where am I consistent in my life? Like in my life, I'm really consistent in certain areas more than others. So it's crazy because it's like your brain, like you'll, I don't know, I can, I'm not gonna be able to explain it as good as you, but I, I like how you said that, that it's like your brain just focuses. If you believe that, then you're gonna focus on every single area of your life that relates to pretty much like what you believe. And that's where it comes like you build your own reality because within mm-hmm. your own brain, you're already programmed by society by the people that raised you to see specific things. And that's why being on social media is not good. If you already think that you're not pretty, you're going to go on social media and you're going to find all the reasons why you're not pretty. Like, oh, this girl has a bit bigger eyes or this girl has a smaller waist. And your brain is going to disregard the fact that maybe they've done work behind it to get there. It's just going to focus on the fact that you don't have it. It's not even going to okay. focus on, like, how can we get there? It's going to focus on the fact that you don't have it. And that is going to trigger your emotional response. And then that's going to trigger memories. And that's going to trigger more emotional response. And you're going to go into this negative loop. And this is where the thinking happens. And you have to learn how to be aware of it where you're like, hey, wait a second. I think all of us are beautiful. And, yeah, maybe she is pretty in a different way. But it's not prettier than me because we're not the same Mm-hmm. And that's where the awareness comes in, like, oh, crap, I'm going into a negative thinking pattern. My brain is on autopilot. Let me wake up. Let me become aware. And mm-hmm. let me just bring myself, ground myself, come back to my root chakra and remind myself that everything is OK. OK, I like that. I like that because I think in some ways, too, that like people don't um they're not aware, like sometimes, too, like I've done that before. I mean, I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of us have done that. I'm like scrolling and I'm like, damn, like my content isn't as good as hers or like I just don't look as good as her like in this and that and it's like I'm kind of learning though to like stop myself because I think what you just did is like you dug deeper into comparison and I've I've talked a lot about that on social media and how like social media can be so toxic because you're right you're sitting there and you're just instead of pinpointing like ways that maybe you can like get better or how you know finding I guess inspiration through social media I think our brains just automatically start to like pinpoint the things that we don't have and how we can be like, I guess, tearing ourselves down on things that we don't have. So that's crazy because I like to talk about that a lot because I think that that's actually super, super toxic. And I think that social media has become 
this whole like beautiful little movie like i feel like now especially with the whole romanticizing your life and that's why i kind of said too that like i like it because it also shares like the good parts of your life but at the same time i think that it makes it seem like everyone's life is perfect and it's not and then you start to figure out like or like wonder why don't i do that or why can my life be like that and different things like that so i like how you explain that yeah so Mm -hmm. res you guys Whenever you feel something is just constantly happening to you, stop, find out why, what is that belief, what is my RAS keep pointing on me, at me, so that I can find that belief. Because sometimes the belief itself is not clear. You have to see what patterns are affecting you so that then you can build that belief behind it and that's where shadow work comes in. Let me ask myself all of these questions so I can get to the bottom as to why I don't feel good enough. Because it's not that I'm not pretty, I'm I'm pretty, but what in my past has happened that made me not feel pretty? And you're going to come down behind shadow work of maybe even months that it was this one time in first grade where you had this, um, you know, person in your class that kept saying that you were ugly because they were bullying you. And that's where your brain is pulling that belief. But you wouldn't have gotten to it unless you became aware of the habitual patterns that you have. Mm-hmm. Shadow work. And then that belief, and then you're like, that's so petty of me. Like, a first grader telling me I was ugly, like, that was so in the past. It shouldn't be Mm -hmm. getting to me now. So let me change that belief now that there's people out there that are going to be petty because they've been through stuff. I'm not going to judge them. I just understand that they had a hard life, Mm -hmm. and that's all they know how to give. So let me move on. Yeah, yeah. And I also too, what I was actually going to add to that is I have talked about it before too. There was a book that I read, I think it's the untethered soul. I don't know if you've read that book, but it talks about how like, when you're going through life, basically, like you have, oh, did it cut off? No, I can see you. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, it says it's good. Um, and in the book, it talks about how like when you're going through life, and you go through different like situations or experiences, if they are most of the time when it's bad experiences you automatically like build up a wall and it's more of like a wall to kind of protect you to never feel those feelings again but what we don't realize is that like when we're growing and getting older and going more into like our womanhood and adulthood and stuff like that you start to like really really realize that like certain i guess like triggers like when you're going through life and you start to have different reactions to certain situations and you're like why am I reacting that way? Like, it's not even that big of a deal, right? I feel like it's like kind of, I don't know, like two different sides of you. That's like, one is telling you that, you know, it's not a big deal. And the other one's like, no, it's a big deal. Like you're hurting me. Shadow battle. Is that, what is it? Ego and shadow battle. What is that? Oh my God. Uh huh. (laughs) So that's kind of like your inner battles. Okay. Your ego is saying it's not a big deal, but your shadow is saying it's a big deal. So you have that constant battle. And this is where you become aware and say, it's not a big deal now, but it was a big deal back then. So let's find out why it was a big deal. Mm, okay. So it's not okay. about ignoring. It's just about or not undermining your own emotions or your okay. own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because if something is bugging you, let's find out why. It doesn't mean you have to like sit down there and ponder for hours. It just means like, let me become aware of it. This yes. person said this in this tonality and it made me feel some type of way. Let me just become aware of when it happens again so that I'm able to analyze that situation and learn a little more about myself. Because it's not yes. a, it's not about not being weak. It's about understanding 
what weaknesses you have so that you can nurture yourself through them yes and i think self-awareness is like huge huge Mm -hmm. and that's something too that i've been practicing recently and i've noticed too like it's made a huge difference in like my life and like i just feel much more happier because instead of like automatically triggering a reaction and allowing it to like you know for other whatever like doesn't matter the situation and like right i'll literally stop myself and i'll just become like aware and i'm like okay bro i'm about to explode like what is going on like why am i reacting that way and it helps so so much because sometimes i realize that like even in like my house like with my husband too like i'll have like little like stupid little things that like i'll just get mad about but then i'm like okay i shouldn't be getting mad about that like it's not that big of a deal like whatever but i've noticed that like being super self-aware and like be catching myself i guess before i allow my reaction to kind of like take over and i think that's huge like that has made such a huge difference in like my mental health and like my happiness because i'm no longer reacting in the moment if that makes sense like i'm more aware about it Mm -hmm. yes so no no one to react that's huge Mm -hmm. And if if someone is demanding you to react or to respond or to say how you feel, you are in your total right to say, I don't know how I feel about it right now at all. I need time to process. I'll get back to you. And if that person keeps on insisting, that's because they're anxious. That's because they got to go turn around and learn how to deal with their anxiety instead of pushing it onto you. So that's where you put the ball. That's where you put a wall. I don't know how to feel about it. We'll talk about it later. You don't have to say, I don't want to talk about it. I'll talk about it later when I'm ready. And that's kind of like your feminine. Like, I need time to process this. Let me go Mm -hmm. sit down with my feelings and I'll come back with you. Yeah. And I've noticed too, like even having conversations, like I could just tell like now I think because it's been so long that like and a lot of girls too that like send me DMs through my podcast, like have been on such a huge journey of working on themselves and like just becoming like the best version of themselves that now like before things that like I guess that would trigger me like before I was super self-aware and before I was really trying to like you know grow myself and develop myself um now I'll, I'll have like random conversations and i'm like uh, like i just wish i can like give some wisdom to this person like let me like why are you being like this why are you reacting like this and i think that's also like my caretaker side of me but it's, it's kind of a bad habit because i'm like i don't say it to people but i always think of it internally like i could just tell when people like could use either just be a little more like take care of yourself take care of your mental yeah. health like be super aware of like who you are and i think it's important so yeah (laughs) okay let me see we are almost at 40 minutes so i'm gonna give it about just the two more minutes so if there is anything else anna that you would like to close out or share with the audience um any last final wisdom um yeah so that way we can go ahead and wrap this up i'm gonna say these these things Mm -hmm. life is an experience experience. it's not that deep Mm-hmm. So think about it as this life right now is just an experiment for you to experience good and bad so that when you do pass into a different life, whatever your religion is, you take back that knowledge with you to expand the wisdom with source. For me, I believe I believe in God. I was raised Catholic, but I'm a little more spiritual now because mm-hmm. I believe, you know, the religion is a lot more strong. It restricts you more than it allows you to have faith. Mm-hmm. So think about a life as you coming here to experience good and bad. Because when you pass into and become again with source, you're just going to take that knowledge to expand universal awareness. 
So if you F up, you're not Fing up. You're just collecting data because you're going to go put it back in the mm -hmm. main database later. Like your that. feminine and energy, your feminine and masculine energy is simply this. Your masculine is the part of you that's going to dig a little hole. It's going to plant the seed and let it and just do the work of watering it the first time. Your feminine energy is going to come back and nurture it. Does it have enough shade? Okay, cool. Let me let me sit next to it. Let me show it love. Let me just wait for it to come out of the ground and just be a beautiful thing. So just learn how to how to find that balance. Understand what your basic needs are so that you find that stability and security within yourself. You don't have to be a damsel. Whenever you're a damsel in distress, nothing is going to happen. So what and how can you give yourself that security and how can you teach yourself to receive security and safety? Yes, I love that. I love that. I'm so excited that you allowed me to bring you onto the podcast, you guys. Honestly, like when I thought about bringing a guest, I'm like, I have to bring Anna. Like she has to be my first person on here because I just love like she's just such a wise girl. And I just love like having conversations with you. So thank you so much for being on the podcast and for agreeing to being on here and sharing with us your wisdom. Um, You guys, if I'm going to add it onto the description, but if you guys want to follow her on Instagram, she shares a lot of cool stuff on there. She's always active on her stories. And I think it's the Anna Banuelos, right? Okay. Yeah. So if you guys want to give her a follow, I know she also has a downloadable PDF. I think it's like, a, is it for, go ahead and explain it, girl. I have a couple. So the Becoming okay. Her, it's pretty much a breakdown of how to get into the right mindset and really find out what is it that you want to change within yourself for the next 30 days. And it has a 30 day planner to help you stay in that process. And then the second, I have four, but those are my two favorite. The second one is a reality shift. It explains kind of like where your, your self-concept comes from, your attachment style, and how to reprogram your RAS, how to start changing your belief system so that when you change your belief system, your reality changes because you're not seeing different stuff. You're seeing the world differently. Okay, I like that. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and close out the podcast. Thank you again so much for oh, coming. Thank you. And thank I hope you. to have you again. So yeah, you guys, I hope you guys have such an amazing week and happy Monday. And thank you guys for listening and for all the support you guys give to my podcast all the time. And yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next one. If you guys let me know if you guys want to see her back on here, I would be more than happy. Hopefully so you yeah, you guys. Do. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you guys. Have a good week. Okay, let me stop it.